the spur of the moment of saying amen but oftentimes when when i have wondered i've sought for the joy of god and i uh, i'm just one that believes you need the joy of the lord amen in your life i believe that everyone needs the joy of god in their heart praise god about the joy of the lord as the pastor said you don't have any strength because i believe what god gives us in these holy ghost services Amen. What makes us feel good is not just to make us feel good, but it's to empower us in His service. Everyone said, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The blessing of God is what comes in you. The power of God is what comes out of you. And a lot of times we only seek the blessing of God coming within us. Amen. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. But I want you to know, amen, that God has called you to an apostolic church. Filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Washed you in His own blood. Amen. To be a one God. Apostolic witness of the truths that He, amen, has made you the stewards. Amen. Of this great gospel. Praise God. Is this all right, Pastor? Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to preach somewhere along these lines. That isn't in my notes, but that's in the Holy Ghost tonight. I love the Lord tonight, and I believe that I'm going to be preaching to some people that are hungry for revival. Amen. That are hungry for a move of God. That believe that God can do anything. That if God can measure out the waters and the hollows of His hand, if He can pour out the Amazons and the Niles, amen, and the Mississippis, He can give somebody a river-like experience coming out of their innermost being. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, God doesn't want a head-centered experience. He wants something on the very heart of man. Hallelujah. He wants something, amen, that's on the inside of you. David did not say, Thy word have I hid up here. He said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Where's the Holy Ghost at tonight? Is it in your heart? Is it what makes you live and move and have your being tonight? Amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I love the Lord tonight. Amen. And I believe that God has great things in store for His people. I believe He does. I believe the best is yet to come. I said, I believe the best is yet to come. Amen. I'm one of those that am anticipating a move that no one had, uh, could ever dream. Or we are hearing reports come in of people of thousands getting the Holy Ghost. But, amen, can you imagine when Philip brought back, amen, to the apostles, the revival that came to Samaria, where the whole city heard the Word of God. They were all baptized, both men and women. I like the way that Luke says it that way. Because, amen, it said that the whole cities received receive the gospel i believe amen we can get enough apostolic power and god can confirm his word with signs following we don't need great oratorical amen in the pulpit what we need is a demonstration and power of the holy ghost we need people to feel a real god when we come to the house of god they need to walk away with their lives changed with their hearts stirred amen with their bodies healed with their lives filled with the Holy Ghost 
Oh, if you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. If that's what you want to see, say, Lord, that's what I want to see. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 I appreciate. Hallelujah. Coming out of such a great church. And there's such good leadership as your pastor. Amen. I'm not ashamed to tell anybody. Hallelujah. I spent eight years in the greatest Bible school that you could ever spend. Hallelujah. Praise God. Eight years to the month. Praise God. It was my pastor that came to me and said, hey. I think it's time for you to go try out for a church. And it was then that it worked. Hello? Hello? And I've learned, amen, that what Brother Elder says, amen, is going to work. And I lean upon his counsel. You say, why are you saying all these things? Amen, because if the devil can ever drive a wedge between you and the man of God, he's going to try to do it. I still believe... Amen. That God uses preaching to save them that believe. When you go home, them little kids, this man of God had better be the biggest man, amen, in their life. I said, that ain't good enough. That still ain't good enough. Hallelujah. You need a man of God in your life. I'm coming against a charismatic spirit that doesn't believe that you need to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. I'm here to tell you, this man is not just a preacher. This man is an oracle of God. He is a very mouthpiece of God. He is not giving what is out of his own heart. He is giving to the mind of the Spirit what the church needs to hear. And we need to open our heart and our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hallelujah. Appreciate you, Brother Carricker. Amen. I watched this man all the while while I was here. Stand behind the man of God. Amen. And I even preached about Brother Carricker all around. He don't know it. Appreciate that message Tuesday night as well. Amen. We need truth. I said we need truth. Amen. Praise God. And I'm not here to say anything, but you need to be in every youth service. You need to be in every prayer meeting. When I was going here, everybody came to youth service. Ah, oh, how many? Hey, you know where I met my wife? How many want to know where I met my wife? I met my wife at a youth rally. It was my twenty-first birthday, and uh, I was real new in the church. I had never even been to a youth rally. I'd been to many services before, but it never did click on my little uh, database up here that. <laughs> That a youth rally, I, I said this was my 21st birthday. And on my 21st birthday, I, out in the world, I had all uh, kind of plans uh, uh, and avenues that I was going to go out and celebrate my 21st birthday. And I can remember walking out in my backyard on my 21st birthday. I was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. I was excited about living for God. And the Lord said, you need to go to a youth, revive, or youth uh, uh, meeting, a youth rally. 
And uh, so I said, all right, Lord, uh, it's Friday night. And I expected, amen, them up there uh, singing, Father Abraham had many sons and many sons. Back seat. And uh, amen. Hallelujah. I found out that God could move. I believe that there is a revival among the young people. I don't care what the devil is trying to picture in your mind. There is a revival among the young people. I don't believe everybody wants to listen to rap music. I don't believe every young person is out of love with Jesus Christ. I believe they need an example when they come to the house of God of people that have known God for years, that have recognized His healing power, that have recognized that He'll save and keep their families together. I believe there's a younger generation that is looking to people to say, hey, where is the God that you serve? Show me the God and His power. Amen. They brought you out. Praise God. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. And I appreciate, amen, every person that lives for God. Every time I come back here, I'm not only looking for old faces, but I'm looking for new ones. Hello? I said I look for every... I don't know if that offends you, calling you old faces. <laughs> Faces that have been around a while. Amen. We was out to eat tonight. We saw a woman that was 80 years old and she had on shorts and boy, she was just acting like she was vim and vinegar. And my wife said, she's got a 20-year-old body and an 80-year-old face. Praise God. Or a face that looks like it's worn out two bodies. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll go ahead and laugh. Amen. I still believe, amen, the elder women ought to look like elder women. I appreciate Sister Carriker, Sister Elder, Sister Dean, Sister Bishop. Amen. Sister Elder over here. All of, the, all of those, amen, that keep the godly apostolic holiness, amen, that God expects us to represent to a world that needs to see His glory. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, some of you are with me and some have already left. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But it's good to be here in Hutchinson, Kansas. We appreciate, amen, the goodness of the Lord. Pray for Garden City. And I believe that many of you are, or, amen, we would not be seeing the results that we are seeing. I believe that God is going to do it, amen, in every city that wants to see it, amen. I don't believe God's going to give revival to those that aren't looking for it. I don't believe God's going to give revival to those that aren't asking for it, those that aren't willing to pay the price for it. Praise God, amen. First Kings chapter number 19 tonight, First Kings chapter number 19. Chapter 19 and verse number 19. Appreciate the invitation. Amen. To come here. So good to spend time with. Amen. Brother Elder. Hallelujah. Good to see Brother and Sister Bishop here tonight as well. 
praying for the work of God in McPherson. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse number 19. Familiar passage of scripture. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And returned back from him, and he took a yoke of oxen and slew them, and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. The New Testament, Matthew chapter number 8 and verse number 18. Matthew chapter number 8 and verse number 18. know if I'm going to preach or teach here tonight. Hallelujah. Verse 18. Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. And I'm going to preach for... Uh, just the next little while here on this subject, the call of God upon one's life. Very simple uh, thought that you can follow me with uh, here tonight, but I believe the Lord wants to speak unto us here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask your pastor to pray. has been walking with his disciples for some time now and he has called them out from various and different occupations and walks of life and after uh, he has uh, began to do his miracle ministry and he has uh, began to uh, start showing and manifesting his power in and through uh, his own purpose and desire in seeing people uh, come to a knowledge of a Savior. He begins uh, to start seeing that there were great multitudes now following him. At first, I believe that there was only a few. I believe that there were the skeptics. I believe there were those that questioned what they saw and what they heard. But when they began to start hearing the reports abounding more and more in every city that the healings were valid of people that had been blind from their birth. Uh, John even states that uh, if uh, the whole world could contain all of the volumes of the book that were written about him, the world itself could not contain. I don't believe that Jesus Christ had an, uh, uh, a day that was not scheduled with seeing some great things happen in such a multitude that uh, even the gospel writers that followed him uh, could uh, write all of them. 
But I believe that God gave us some very specific things and quickened them according to the writers that we have in the four Gospels. Amen. Concerning the life of Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus Christ began to start seeing some multitudes follow him. And we see that he turned, amen, and he saw a man that perhaps had gotten a hold of him. And he said, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And the Lord began to start telling him, he said, if you're going to follow me, he said, I want you to get a comparison in your mind here. That a fox has a hole. It has a place for itself at the time of, uh, uh, of slumber. A bird has prepared itself a nest. He said, but if you're going to follow me, you don't have a place to lay your head sometimes. Amen. And I appreciate uh, what has went on in our apostolic heritage. How that many times they did not go to a church because there was a great uh, uh, place for them to stay. I have heard reports of them just sitting uh, in their whole families and people that they had brought there for altar workers. And, and the preacher recognized that not only was it important that the message of God go forth, but there were people that were altar workers. I noticed in the revivals that we had of the yesterdays that one of the most important forces that came into the city were those that knew how to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. And I believe that not only do we need to hear the truth gracing our pulpits, it is imperative. Amen. Without the truth, they're not going to be set free. Amen. It's going to take the Acts 238 message. It's going to take real repentance. It's going to take, amen, somebody that feels sorry for their sins, that doesn't feel sorry that they got caught, or feel sorry about the situation that they're in. But God is looking for people, amen, that have got a revelation of Calvary, and what sin did to Calvary. And they want out of the sinning business. They don't want to to displease the Lord anymore. Hallelujah. And they turn to God in genuine repentance. Don't try praying people through until they genuinely repent. Amen. Don't try to have somebody get the Holy Ghost until you see a sincere look on their face. I don't believe it takes a great deal of time to repent. But I believe and I've always been in the contention by my own personal experience and working in the altar for years that it takes a genuine repentance to get the genuine Holy Ghost. And I believe some of the people that we think get the Holy Ghost. And one thing that I'm concerned with, amen, in the apostolic movement nowadays, I believe the Holy Ghost is a genuine language. I believe it is a tongue that is sent from heaven. If you find yourself praying in a tongue that says the same thing over and over again, you better reevaluate what you've got and what's got a hold of you. My Holy Ghost Amen. Will change its dialect. I've gotten in the Holy Ghost and I prayed in different kinds of tongues. And those of you that have prayed know what I'm talking about. God wants to give people a genuine life changing experience in the Holy Ghost. Help your hands to the Lord. Amen. I said, Amen. 
I believe that God wants to send a God sent, amen, revival, amen, and fill people with a life changing experience. We need to preach Holy Ghost. People need to feel the call of the Holy Ghost on their life, amen. They need to feel the tug, amen, of God's big hand on their heart and saying, Come down here and follow me, and I'll make you what you want to be. I still believe when we come to church that the sinner needs to feel uncomfortable. That the sinner needs, hey, a lot of times we have tried to make everybody feel so uncomfortable. I'm not talking about being offensive and rude, but I'm talking about, amen, this world is coming out of sin. This world is coming out of the deplorable mazes of sin, and they need to know what sin is. They need to hear, amen, what is destroying their life. Everyone said, praise the Lord. Amen. I believe if you want to pray for something, you pray for the conviction of the Holy Ghost to move in a service. It alarms me. Amen. When people come down to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and many people that claim the Holy Ghost do not feel sensitive to the needs of those that God is calling. This isn't in my notes, Pastor. Amen. But I feel that we need to recognize that God is not only interested in calling you into the kingdom of God but God has got a bride without number a number that no man can number and he wants to see how genuinely interested we are in God calling others to an apostolic altar I can tell people who are really on fire by how they respond amen to the prayer rooms before church Next thing I look for is how they worship God in a church service. Thirdly, I look at how they respond to the preached word of God. Amen. And last of all, amen, I look and see how they respond to the altar call. If all is well in your home, you've got something to give God the glory for. But there's people visiting our altars that need God, that are in troubled homes, that are in broken lifestyles, and we need to weep with them that weep and rejoice with them that rejoice. We need to be sensitive to the move of the Holy Ghost. I believe if we'd spend more time praying first time people through to the Holy Ghost instead of trying to pray people through and through and through again, amen, we'd have the revival and our strength would not be expended on those that know how to get close to God. Many times it's people just wanting attention. There are some people that come up, amen, hallelujah, just for a, amen, a touch. Hey, I want to know somebody loves you. Let me tell you what, you get in the Holy Ghost and you begin to pray in that room before service and you'll find a God that loves you. You'll find a church that's concerned with you. Don't tell me your pastor doesn't love you. I've heard him pray. I've heard him preach. I'm hearing a preacher that won't hold nothing back because he wants to see you have an abundant entrance into the gates of glory. 
I said we need, amen, a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's not the preacher itself going to bring it down. It's going to be people that pick up on the burden of a service and realize why they are called into the kingdom of God. A lot of people look, uh, amen, for a preacher to get all of his P's and Q's together. They look for the homiletical structure. They look for everything to be just right. Let me tell you what. God has filled people with the Holy Ghost and everything wasn't just right. When everything wasn't preached, amen, without stammering, amen, and stumbling, God doesn't want any flesh to glory in His presence. You see your calling, brethren? How they're not many mighty, not many noble. Amen. Are called. Hallelujah. Not many wise men after the flesh. But God had chosen the things that are despised and things that are nothing to bring to naught, things that are. And Paul sums it up and gives a conclusion in the scripture that no flesh should glory in his presence. If you want to be used of God in a service, recognize that it's God, amen, that is worthy of the praise. We need to establish something in our minds forever that it's God that called us, not by works of righteousness, but by his mercy. He saved us. God was not looking for how well, amen, your life was put together. He wasn't looking for academic ability. He wasn't looking for people, amen, that had great strength physically, amen. I believe that God has always used the minority. God has always used the things that would confound the wise. God has always used measures, amen, to the natural mind would seem foolish, but to those that discern the things in the spirit, saying, hey, this is of God. I want you to know we need to realize that God isn't always going to work according to your program but the more you get in the Holy Ghost and the more you trust in God the more you can see that God really does want to work amen in his own sovereign way every service a lot of times we come to church and we're looking for three songs we're looking for a sermon and this let me tell you what we need to recognize that if we're going to have God move he's going to move when he wants to move amen I said when that old tabernacle, amen, was ready to pull up stakes, you had better been ready to pull up stakes and go with it. Amen. And that is one of the eligibility requirements of those in the church, those that are led of the Spirit. They are the sons of God. We need to move in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap tonight. The Gospel of John, chapter number 2. Gospel of John, chapter number 2. We find Jesus Christ. Amen. He had just performed miracles and they had saw. And many had believed when they saw the miracles which he did in chapter 2 and verse number 23. It says, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, 
in the feast day many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man because he knew what was in man I'm here to tell you when God amen goes to calling people he's looking for people that are committed unto him if God is going to commit the power of the gospel unto you he's going to see that you're committed unto him I believe that is why so many amen are called but he said few are chosen the reason that few are chosen is because they fail to fully consecrate and commit their life to God there has got to be an experience in your life. And those of you that have lived for God know what I'm preaching here tonight. There's got to be an experience in your life where you go down after the Holy Ghost has been working on your heart. And you say, God, whatever you want me to do, I will do. God, whatever you want me to say, I'll say it. Whatever you ask of me to give, I'll give it. I believe that God... It's looking not for 95% commitment, but he's looking for those that are totally committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you wonder why some people get more than others, amen, is because of their commitment. Amen. Amen. I believe that God gives in proportion to what you give. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. I believe it is also in the spiritual arena as well. I believe that the more that you give to self in prayer, the more God's going to reveal to you. Amen. I'm here to tell you, we need a revival of prayer in the apostolic church services. We need a revival, amen, of getting in the Holy Ghost where prayer and spending time with God and developing a relationship with God is priority one in our lives. Amen. Oh, God. Hallelujah. I want to pray like I've never prayed. I want to know God, as Paul said, that I might know Him. Amen. He'd walked with Him for many years. He'd seen many things. But yet there was a yearning in His life to know more about Him. And He was willing to commit Himself all the more. I'm preaching to you tonight. Amen. That God is wanting you to be totally committed unto Him while I'm preaching here tonight. Amen. There can be those that are sitting here. Amen. That are saying, I'm only going to go so far. I'm I'm here to tell you friend but there's others that are going to say I am going all the way with God Amen Amen one of the things that I've noticed concerning the characters in the Bible Amen is how inescapable the call actually is when you look at the man by the name of Jonah and God saying I want you to go to the city of Nineveh and cry against its wickedness because it has come up before me. We see that the Bible states that Jonah leaves per se the presence of the Lord. Amen. If you look up the presence of the Lord, amen, right there, it means, amen, the place of God's calling right there. It doesn't mean that you're going to go anywhere and escape the presence of God. Amen. But there are times where God is going to talk to you and tell you what He wants you to do in your life. It might be going home and getting rid of something. 
it might be going to work amen and telling somebody that God is talking to you about amen it might be a greater commitment in your life concerning prayer or going home and say I am going to fast as unto the Lord and get a hold of something and God amen is going to help me amen hallelujah but he hopped on a ship going to Tarshish and while he was out there amen hallelujah the Bible says that he fell asleep on the bottom of the ship and there was a great storm that came up on the on the ocean and he was on the ship and a lot of times amen hallelujah we're looking at the great calamities and the upheavals of the climate in this world today and we're blaming it on the political reigns of people we're blaming it on those that don't know God we're blaming a lot of storms and a lot of things but I believe amen could it be that the Lord is trying to speak to a church and say these things are here to get the church's attention as well as those amen that are on the ship the storm was not because of the sinners correct me if I'm wrong but the storm was because of somebody that heard from God and did not do what God had told him to do I believe that God is speaking to a church I believe that God is speaking in loud tones to his church. Every meeting I go to, every place that I go, I hear the Holy Ghost, amen, speaking. Enter into my fields. Enter in and tell the lost. I believe there's a cry that enters into the bosom of every God-called man of God that the hour and the time is nigh and God wants to work through his people. All he's looking for is an oracle. It's all he asked Jonah to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And I don't have time to go through all of the story. Amen. But the call on Jonah's life was very important to the city of Nineveh. Nineveh and him obeying it. He wanted Nineveh to turn from their wickedness. I personally believe, amen, that if God is going to destroy you, he sure isn't going to send you a preacher. Amen. If God wants to destroy you, he's got, there are 10,000 doors that lead unto death, but only one that leads unto life. And if God has given you a one God apostolic minister in your life, it's because he wants you to be saved. He wants you to hear the word of God. And God is looking in every possible way through pastors, evangelists, apostles, and teachers. Amen. To bring you into the unity of what God wants you to know. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight speaking to somebody. I believe. Amen. You only find Jesus Christ recordedly weeping three times and one of them amen was he was weeping over Jerusalem amen hallelujah he just said Jerusalem Jerusalem how often would I have gathered thee together amen and thy children and thy children as a hen doth gather her chicks under her wings and you would not amen he said I sent your prophets and you stoned them I sent your people amen and you wouldn't listen to them and I believe if there's one thing amen that God is interested in this last hour is getting his people to hear the word of God there's a famine in the last days not of meat and drink but of hearing the word of the Lord 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we find, hallelujah, that the Lord wasn't pleased until Jonah said, salvation is of the Lord. And when he made that very statement, amen, that well puked him out in front of whoever was sitting there on that beach and he went in there and did the will of God. I believe the call of God is inescapable. I believe that wherever you go, amen, God is going to remind you of what he told you to do. I don't believe that you can leave the house of God and get away from what you've heard. I don't believe that you can leave, amen, places in prayer, hallelujah, and try to change the subject. I've, I personally have the own belief that many people get up from prayer when God begins to start talking with them and dealing with them and telling them what they need to do in their life to commit themselves to Him all the more. Call of God. Call of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob's heirs with him of the same promise. Amen. When he was called, he obeyed. He didn't know what he was going to do. Amen. But I'm here to tell you that every person that ever gets the Holy Ghost and that ever feels the call of God upon their life, amen, you owe it to a man by the name of Abraham. Because when he was called to receive a promise, amen, he obeyed what God told him to do. Amen. He endured things, amen, not knowing that his faith, amen, was going to be the principle that God would fill the future believers upon. It was going to be the same voice that spake to Abraham that would speak to you and I and call us into a great land, a land that flows with milk and honey. Hallelujah. It's not the children of the flesh that are the children of the promise, but it's those that get the Holy Ghost. It's those that are filled with the Spirit. It's those that know the voice of God and are willing to do what He commands them to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe whom He calls, He also equips. Whatever God asks you to do, He's going to give you the power to do it. He's not going to tell you to do something and then not give you the power to do it. He's not going to tell you to do something and then just back off and watch you do it in your own self. I believe whatever God tells you to do, whatever God tells you to say, if you obey the Holy Ghost, that God will honor it and God will bless it. God has asked me to do things that didn't make a whole lot of sense, Pastor. He's asked me to do things, amen, until I got in prayer and began to start seeing God and hearing God and tuning a lot of things out. Amen. Amen. God began to start speaking me in clear tones. You find this even in David's life. He said his foot had nigh well slipped. He had saw the prosperity of the wicked out there. And this world amen. Hallelujah. Wants you to look at all of the things that they possess and make you think that they're blessed. And it even got to David. He looked at them. Amen. And he said when I saw it he said I was envious at the foolish. He gets a younger generation looking. The devil does. Amen in a world. And people out there with plastic smiles. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Saying everything's all right. Well, not everything's all right. Amen. 
and he gets people saying well maybe it isn't so bad out in the world but I'm here to tell you the best time you'll ever spend is in the presence of God amen the best friend that you'll ever have is Jesus Christ amen the best thing amen that you'll ever do in your life is commit yourself to the call and the purpose of God amen God amen is calling people amen to be laborers in his vineyard he's calling those amen that know that God is looking for somebody that will completely sell out to him amen hallelujah we see David in his calling here amen we see David he was out tending sheep he was out tending sheep God said take your horn fill it with oil and go to Jesse's house down in Bethlehem Samuel obeyed God he went down there and although Saul was king amen he went down there and he said Jesse I want you to bring all of your sons before me and even though Saul stood heaven's shoulders above all men Samuel when he saw the eldest he looked at him and he said surely this is God's anointed but God said this isn't him because God doesn't look for somebody that's the biggest and the best to get the job done. God doesn't always look. Hey man, if you don't believe that, you need to read about the Apostle Paul. It's not always the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of fighting the dog. Most important part of Paul's testimony was I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. Amen. He had a lot of things that he could testify about his, before his initial calling. Amen. The things that he could say that he had accomplished in this world. Amen. But he said, I count them all but done that I might win Christ and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul, though he was little in stature, amen, and even in his letter to the Corinthians, he said, though I'm small in stature, amen, he said, I'm not small in spirit. Amen. God uses handicapped people. God uses people that the world doesn't think can be used. God uses people, amen, that the world would overlook. Amen, I'm here to tell you, God has got a church full of people that simply said yes to His will. Amen, that said yes to the calling of God. Amen, God isn't trying to overlook you. He has called you to use you. This one isn't it. And this one isn't it. And this one isn't it. And I'm preaching to somebody here tonight that says, I don't know why God chose me out of my family. I'm the only one saved. I don't know why God called me out of the boy. All my brothers and sisters, they were doing so much better. But I'm here to tell you, friend, God, I'm convinced, is looking for somebody that is totally committed to God. I believe when God calls somebody, he sees in them the potential to make it all the way. I believe that. I believe that God puts something within them that they can make it all the way if you're hearing the same messages as the person across the pew from you. You're feeling the same move of God as the person across the pew from you. 
Amen. You're privileged to find your place in a prayer room. Amen. Before service, just like anybody else. Amen. But God is looking for someone that will go the extra mile, that will go a little bit further. Amen. Than the average and the norm. That's why comparing yourself among yourselves, you're not wise. Saying, I pray as much as sister so-and-so. I probably fast as much as brother so-and-so. I'm doing as much and I've got as many souls as brother so-and-so. I'm here to tell you, friend, don't compare yourself with anybody else. Compare yourself with the fullness of the stature of the man Christ Jesus. For anything less, amen, will make you come far short of the glory and the potential that God intended for your life. This isn't him. And this isn't him. Amen. And he says, do you have any more? Amen. And his father didn't even esteem David as being one of the sons. He even knew Samuel was coming. If you read the story. All of the family was to be there. All of the family was to be there. But he had little David out there watching sheep. Amen. But out there, amen, was a lion killer. Out there was somebody that had a bearskin rug. Out there was somebody that was already called the sweet psalmist of Israel and began to start singing praises unto God out there and began to develop a relationship with God. God, amen, put the anointing oil upon him. But I believe that he called him at a very young and a tender age. I believe that God began to start showing him his glory and started speaking to him in those starlit nights out in those Judean hills far before the oil had ever fallen upon his head and I'm convinced tonight that before you ever got the Holy Ghost God was dealing with you God was speaking to your heart God was trying to prepare you to receive what he was about to give you he walked in the room and God said, this is the one. And Samuel, this is the one. This is the littlest one out of all of them. I can't believe this little stripling here is the one. One day the crown of Israel is going to be placed upon. Even though you walk in the Spirit, you're never going to see everything that God sees. The things that are secret belong to God. Things that are revealed belong unto us and our children. Things that God privileges to reveal to us, they belong to us. And I believe one of the reasons why David was chosen, God saw something down on the inside of him that he was willing to fight for the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. All of his brothers were there at the battle in the valley of Elah. Amen. Every one of them were adorned. Amen. With battle array. Amen. But David went up there and his brother tried to discourage him and said, what are you here? Amen. To do. Amen. To see just the battle 
battle. Amen. But he heard a giant out there taunting. And I believe that God sent him there because he was tired of hearing Goliath. Amen. Defy the armies of the children of God. And I believe that God is still looking for men today that are willing to accept the taunt and the challenge of a Goliath that is saying, give me a man. We need men in our apostolic church services. He didn't say, give me a woman. And I'm not preaching some feminist message here tonight. But God needs good, strong, apostolic men in the prayer rooms. Why do the women have to be the intercessors? Why do the women have to be the ones that bring down the strongholds of hell? Why, amen, does jail have to be the one, amen, that puts, amen, the tent spike through the king's head of Caesarea? Why do the women have to be the first ones in the prayer room? God is looking for man after his own heart. He's looking for the face of God. You see that scripture over and over in the Bible. If you wonder what it means, it means somebody that goes to God and by the look on God's face, you can tell whether he's happy or whether he's displeased. Amen. When David went into prayer, he sought the face of God. Hey man, he was, a, I believe he was a heart searching man. I believe he was somebody that believed that if he was going to be used of God, he had to keep himself clean. He had to keep himself consecrated to God. Amen. I'm here to tell you, we need to realize, amen, that if God, amen, ever does call and use us, amen, it's not, amen, the ones that just start the race, but it's ones that finish it. Amen. It's ones that keep themselves clean and holy for the service of God, that keep their vessels meet for the master's use. My God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got a lot more to preach, but I'm going to go back to my text. <laughs> First Kings, chapter number 19. We find that God begins to start speaking to Elijah. And he says, I've got 7,000 men that haven't bowed the knee or kissed Baal. I've got 7,000 out there. Some have been working on him and said, I'm the only one that's out here living for God. I mean, the devil's ever talked to you that way. You're out here and the only one that's going through what you're going through. You're the only young person that's ever experienced what you're experiencing right now. Hello? I personally believe that wherever man walks, Jesus went a little farther. Wherever you've been in prayer, Jesus went a little further. I got scripture for that. I believe any pain that you ever experienced, I believe Jesus went a little further. I believe anything that he ever asked you to do, that he has done and all the more. I believe that Jesus went a little bit further because he was going to demand people to do, amen, things. And Jesus knew all men. He knew what was inside of man. 
He knew who he could commit, amen, the gospel to. I believe that God knows that. I believe that God knows far more than what we give him credit for at times. I believe a lot of messages that are preached, we think, amen, surely that message wasn't for me, so it wasn't for anybody else. And many walk away, oh, God wasn't in there. Just like old Pompey, when he went in to destroy Jerusalem, he opened the house, doors of the house of God, and he looked in there, and he said, there's nothing in here, and he walked away. Amen. And that's the way some people are. Amen. Hallelujah. But there are some that are enduring as seeing him who is invisible, that realize there's a God that created the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that in them is. Amen. That has got a divine strategy and a divine plan that he is accomplishing with divine acumen presently. God is doing things while we sleep. God is doing things while we're awake. God is doing things, and I believe setting up this world for the greatest apostolic move of God that this world would ever see before He pronounces, amen, and declares for His church to come up hither. I believe that we need to realize, amen, that God is not falling short of His promises, but men are falling short of reaching for them. Amen. Amen. And he says, I'm the only one out here doing this. I'm the only one. And that's the way he speaks to so many people. I'm the only one going through this. So I believe the Holy Ghost spake to Peter and said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Why has all these things befallen us? Hey Amen. If all of these, if God's with us, why are all these things befalling us? You find that in the scripture declared by Gideon. Hey Amen. Hallelujah. Why are these things happening? I'm here to tell you why many things are happening. It's to prepare a people. Hey Amen. So that God can use them. And God's going to take away whatever He's got to take away from you. And God in return is going to give you what it takes to accomplish the task that He's commanded you to perform. And He said, I want you to go down and I want you to anoint the new king of Israel. And I want you to go down I want you to anoint a new king of Assyria. And I want you to anoint Elisha to be prophet in your room. But if you notice something here, Elisha knew the priority, really, that God wanted. God told him, go down and anoint the king of Israel first, then the heathen king, then the man of God. But the first one Elijah went to find was Elisha. He knew the most important calling were those that were called to protect and declare the things of God. Did you catch that? He realized that anointing the man of God was the most important thing that Israel needed. Amen. I believe that there's a lot of people disgruntled. Amen. At those that are protecting and holding seats in the Oval Office. We need to lift up the hands of the man of God. We need to pray an anointing upon God's oracles. We need to realize that God, amen, put him to the test to 
to see if he knew who was the most important one to anoint for the calling and service of God. You can anoint this one and this one. And lastly, go down and anoint Elisha. He said, no. First of all, I'm going to find out is somebody, amen, that's going to carry the torch. I'm so thankful, amen, hallelujah, for pastors and others that realize that the kingdom of God is bigger than we ever dreamed. Amen. And what we cannot do personally, God can employ others to employ the truth. Amen. And this gospel can reach around the world. I believe that we need to realize, amen, that the anointing upon each and every one of our lives is important. And we need to fulfill and accomplish the task that is set before us. We need to realize, amen, hallelujah, that those, amen, that God is trying to teach and show, amen, the things of God, hallelujah, that there is a purpose and there is a time that those things are going to be employed in the service of God. Amen. There are no insignificant places in your spiritual development in God. There was nothing in David's life that was insignificant. There was nothing in Elisha's life that was insignificant. Everything worked together for good to those, amen, that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. The called according to his purpose i don't believe that all things work together for good to everybody but i do believe that all things work together for good to them who are the called according to his purpose i believe we need to take a good look at those scriptures amen amen you got to love god and you got to be called to the purpose of god for everything to work together amen hallelujah amen he came unto him and he took that mantle and he let it fall upon Elisha's shoulders. And Elijah was sitting there plowing the field that day. I don't even believe he saw the man of God come up behind him at the time. I believe he came behind him, amen, and put that mantle on him. And when he did, I believe he felt something on that plow. Amen. I don't believe that he just felt a little cloth, amen, and it felt like a little tap on the shoulder. I don't believe when God settles on anybody, it makes you sit still and go undoing what you're doing. I don't believe you can sit in a pew when the Holy Ghost falls on you and you not be moved and turn around and say, somebody touch me. And I believe when he felt that, he said, I don't know what I'm feeling here. Amen. But that man was on his shoulders there. He was going down there and he looked. Amen. And I believe he was hard working what he was doing. But he started feeling that. Amen. Hallelujah. God had found him. Amen. In a place of labor. God had called him while he was out there plowing a field. Amen. I'm here to tell you God. Amen. Is looking. Amen. And talking to people on their jobs. He's talking to people right while they're doing every day in normal business. I believe that God is wanting us. Amen. As a people of God. God, to recognize that God doesn't always use the spectacular stages to fulfill what he wants to do in this world. Most of the miracles did not happen in the house of God. One of them happened on the outside of the house of God because nobody had enough sense to bring him into the house of God and let him get what he needed in the house of God. 
All they could do is put a little bit of change in his pocket. God is looking for people that realize that what they've got in the name of Jesus can satisfy every need. Amen. The same calling. Amen. That God is no respecter of persons. That if God called me, amen, he can call and use anybody that he wants to use. All God is looking for is somebody to say yes to his will. Amen. Hallelujah. And he was out there. Amen. And he felt that. Amen. The field is the type of the world. Amen. And God calls you out of the world. It's kind of quiet here, but I said, God calls you out of the world. I said, God calls you out of the world. I don't believe we need to look like the world. I don't believe we need to talk like the world. I don't believe we need to dress like the world. We don't need to act like the world. My Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. You have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. I don't believe that God gives and is going to give a revival to a spirit, amen, of wilderness in a church. He's looking for somebody that recognizes that their calling was a holy calling. Amen. And be ye holy for I am holy. He said, Amen. He was plowing the field out in the world. And let me tell you what, with 12 yoke of oxen, must have had a little bit of pocket change because not everybody plowed the field with 12 yoke of oxen, I assure you. Hello? He was a rich kid. Pulling daddy's plows. But let me tell you what, friend. When he felt that mantle, and he turned around, and he saw Elijah the Tishbite. Woo! He said, there's a man of God. Hallelujah. I believe something got excited. Amen. On the inside of him. Amen. And the first natural thing he did was say, hey, let me go and kiss my mom and daddy. Amen. And then I'll come and follow you. Amen. But the man of God did what Jesus said. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, you follow me right now. You don't find Elisha going back. Amen. And asking mom and daddy what they thought about the anointing and call upon his life. What happens to so many people is they get around their relatives and they get around their mom and dad that don't have the Holy Ghost and they ask them do you think it'd be alright for me to serve God? I'm here to tell you God is calling you God has got his hand on you if a lot of people would quit going to mommy and daddy and just serve God and follow God we'd have revival If some young people would quit going to mommy, and I do believe in God and the council, but I believe that you need to find what you need in the Holy Ghost, in the spirit of prayer. Quit going to everybody else and asking what you think about this. If God convicts you of something, you better do it. If God tells you to do something, you better do it. Quit asking everybody what they think about it and just do what God is telling you to do. He said, all right. Amen. 
He said, all right. He didn't ask daddy's permission. Amen. But he drew a sword and he killed them all oxen. He made an altar out of those yokes that were tying it all together. I'm here to tell you, he burned every bridge behind him. There was nothing to go back. And he sure didn't want to go back to daddy's house and tell him what he just did. Amen. To his John Deere tractor. I just poured water in your diesel, Daddy. And that's what you do when you go home and you tell somebody, I got the Holy Ghost. What do you think about it? Hey, you need to get around somebody that's full of the Holy Ghost and say, hey, I got it. Amen. They say, hey, amen. It's the greatest thing you'll ever experience. Amen. The holy calling of God is the greatest thing you'll ever know. It's the greatest touch you'll ever feel. He burned everything behind him. And he said, I'm going to follow God. Amen. Let us stand tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He burned everything. There was nothing to go back to. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why you think Jesus was so abrupt when he said, first let me go and bury my father. He said, let the dead bury their dead and you come and follow me. I didn't say that. The Lord said it. The Lord said, what I'm calling you to do is more important than anything you'll ever do in this world. What I'm calling you to do tonight is the most fulfilling thing that you'll ever pursue in this world, in your career. The Bible said, whosoever will seek to save his life will lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake in the gospel, the same shall find it. Are you looking for something here tonight? I said, are you looking, amen, for that joy in your life? Are you looking for the thing that really brings fulfillment to your walk and experience with God? I'm here to tell you, the Holy Ghost is telling you to start burning some things that have got you tangled up so that you can please Him that has called you to be a soldier. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's somebody here. Amen. Hallelujah. The dear mantle of God has fallen upon your shoulder. And you're saying, God, God, I know it's you. I know it's you talking to me. Amen. Peter couldn't make him out on that sea. Amen. He thought he was hearing a spirit. Amen. But he said, Lord, if that's you, he said, bid me to come. But he knew the voice. And the Lord said, just one word, come. I'm here to tell you that spirit is calling you tonight. Amen. He's just telling you, come. He's just telling you, come. Lord, if that's you, Lord, if that's you really talking to my heart tonight, just tell me to come. Lord said, come. He's going to give you power to do. Amen. He's going to take those fears away and the inhibitions that the devil has tried to place upon your life. And he's going to give you a baptism and a boldness to fulfill what he's asked you to do. Hallelujah. The call of God is on your life. Oh God. Oh God, Jesus, Jesus, yes, Lord.
those that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. They had the testimony. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. I kept everything that God had committed unto me to the very end. Would that be your testimony? Oh, God. commitment to God. From the depths Hallelujah. Let's heart, make our vows to God. Tonight. To the depths God, of I my soul. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, God. I'm selling out, God. I'm selling out. Completely